Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's up? Joe here from the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And we have a great mastery episode today because we're going to be talking with a guy that I just met recently who's done hundreds and hundreds of deals from Europe. And he's done a lot of vacant land flips from Spain. He's from Germany, but he lives in Spain. And this is crazy. I love this topic because I remember back the way this was 2010 or 11, when I first went to Europe with my wife and our four kids, this 2012 is when it was. My youngest daughter was a year or two old. And I uh, went to Prague. We lived there for two and a half months doing deals from the Czech Republic in the United States. Uh, now, we didn't, I didn't start virtual wholesaling. I had learned of other people doing it. But here, I was doing deals virtually in houses at the time. And I thought, well, why can't, if I can do ho- deals virtually anywhere in the United States from my basement office, why can't I do deals virtually from a cafe in Prague? And so I started doing deals there and it was awesome. I started documenting my journey. I started a little podcast and a website called Remote Property Flipping at the time. Um, it was a lot of work. It was, it was more work documenting it than it was actually doing the stuff. So anyway, fast forward a couple, three years, I did a three-month RV trip doing deals with my family in an RV. We homeschool our kids, so we have a lot of freedom. And then a year or two after that, we went back to Prague for another three months and we went to a lot of different countries. I did deals in about four different countries while living there. It was a blast. It was fun. And so I always like challenging the status quo and like, why can't you do deals from Europe, from Iceland, from Malaysia? I literally have students from probably 20, I counted one time and I forget the number, but about 20 different countries that I've personally coached to do deals in the United States, houses and vacant land. So when I meet somebody like Robin, who has done over 500 vacant land deals. Let's just say he's exaggerating a little bit. Let's just say, let's cut that number in half. He's done 250 land deals. And I see him rolling his eyes right now. He knows his numbers, but I'm just saying, like, I want to, if you don't believe me, just cut my numbers in half. Let's say he's only done a hundred deals from Europe in the United States. What's your excuse, right? Like, and if I could do it with four kids, what's your excuse? Why haven't you done any deals yet? In your own backyard. I have a lot of students that I've coached that have English as a second language that, you know, they're from another country and maybe don't have the confidence level yet to maybe do deals or to talk to people. And you know what? You're out of excuses. It's done. It's finito. It's finished. We're going to be talking with Robin about that. How did he do all these vacant land deals from Spain with a German accent? He speaks good English. You'll, you'll meet him here in a minute. This is a cool topic. Don't you see? Why it's so cool? Because literally now there are no more boundaries. You can do this no matter your education, no matter your income level, your socioeconomic status, your language, male, woman, male or female, whatever, right? Like you can do deals anywhere in the United States from anywhere in the world. All you need is a cell phone like this and a laptop. I don't even know if you need a cell phone anymore, but it helps. I don't even know if you need a laptop right? You can do it on an iPad or something crazy like that. So we're going to be talking about that. Now, this podcast is brought to you by mysimplelandkit.com. It's completely free. You go there, you get my direct mail swipe file, you get my contracts that I buy and sell land with, you get my scripts that I talk to sellers with, you get a software and a calculator that I created that helps you analyze land deals and make offers for free. What? Are you kidding me, Joe? Yeah, simplelandkit.com. Go there because I've said this before. We are working on taking that kit that's free now and selling it later for maybe seven, 27, 47, 97 bucks. It's just a cool way for me to give back, give you something helpful that's useful. After you go get that, I'm going to invite you to a class that I did that teaches you how to do vacant land deals um, at a much bigger scale. And in that program that I'm going to talk to you about at simplelandkit.com, we're going to offer to do it and set it all up for you and partner with you on deals if you're interested. So if you haven't already, go to simplelandkit.com. Did I say it's free? Simplelandkit.com. All right. The other thing too, a lot of you guys are watching this on YouTube right now or Facebook, maybe LinkedIn or Twitter. I don't know. But listen, I, please like this video right now. Give me a thumbs up. Comment on this video. Feel free to share it. If you're not a subscriber to my YouTube channel, go there right now 
and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd love to hear from you. Get notified when new videos like this come out. I'm doing a lot more content now. I'm almost 100% recovered from my surgery, my heart surgery, and I am ready to go. I got so much good content coming out. You do not want to miss it. And you can get it all on my YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, thank you so much. Appreciate you. So please go to iTunes, leave me a review wherever you listen to this. Subscribe to the show, leave a review. I've been doing this podcast since 2011. It's crazy. Awesome. In fact, I think later this week, I'm going to be on a podcast about podcasts. The guy's interviewing me about how I've been doing what I've been doing. And I remember when I started this podcast in 2011, I thought podcasts were dead back then, but no, they're not. They're still around. They're still doing well. Cool. All right. So go to simplelandkit.com. Check it out. And I think we should, uh, it's done. It's time for me to stop talking, right? I think we should bring Robin Seib in the house from the Land Bros. What's up, Robin? Hey, how are you? Thanks thanks for having me, Joe. And uh, first of all, I downloaded the Simple Land Kit, right? And I've done a lot of deals already, but I learned a lot out of this one. Oh, so, uh, that's that cool. One, right? It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Can you believe I give it away for free? I, you know, something's wrong with me. By the way, everybody know. looking at my hat here is wondering, what is Harding on there? And I know it's backwards the way I've got my camera, but I just dropped my son off um, a couple days ago at Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas. So that's why I'm wearing my hat. Okay, anyway, awesome. Robin, you're from Germany, right? Born and raised. Born and raised in Germany. And meanwhile, I live in Spain. And um, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is the reality, right? What part of Germany were you born and raised in? Oh, um, so nobody will know that. All the Europeans will know that because the city where I come from is really well known for football. I come from Dortmund and Borussia Dortmund. Everybody knows that for soccer, right? So I need to say soccer, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's next to Cologne, like an hour away from Cologne, right? Which which more people know, or two hours away from Frankfurt in the west of Germany. Yeah, awesome. I've been to Germany many times. Um, my my wife has family from Immenstadt, which is in Bavaria, southern Germany, yeah. right? And apparently the saying goes, um, you're Bavarian first and German second. Is that true? It's a little bit like Texas, right? So the Bavarians are our Texanians, right? So when you ask a Bavarian or a Texanian where they come from, they never say from the U.S. or from Germany. They say I'm from Texas or I'm from Bavaria. <laughs> and then, then you're from yeah. Germany. Yeah, but, but obviously that's the truth, right? Well, you're living in Spain. I love Spain. Um, been there many times as well. And Spain reminds me a lot of California. I'm assuming the weather is nicer there in Spain than it is in, uh, in Germany. It's absolutely 250,000% better than in Germany, right? So I look at Mallorca in the beautiful island of Mallorca. We have like a beautiful condo here um, um, in Palma de Mallorca, directly in the harbor. So what you don't see is I see the ocean there, the mountains there, the beautiful Alton, uh, old town of Palma over there. So... Yeah, it was not hard to, to change, right? And my fiance, she's from California and she loves it here because she said it's like absolutely amazing, right? I've been to Marbella a couple times, Barcelona, and that's more the southern, south, I forget where Marbella, isn't it the southeastern part of Spain? Marbella's in the south, yeah, Marbella's okay. in the south. Beautiful, beautiful yep. too. Barcelona, beautiful, a lot of good food. It's just like we, we have recently been there because we brought a new car down here from Germany. And we just took the ferry from Barcelona and had like a beautiful two days over there. Good for you. All right. So what, what interested you in a real estate in the United States and specifically land investing? What got you into that? Come on, I'll give you like a short, short catch up about this. So I'm in real estate ever since, right? 12 years or 30 years, but I was until 2018, um, more on the, up to 2018, more on the side of um, services for real estate. So I had like a construction company and like, a lot of other companies related to real estate. And in 2018, I got, or 2018, I got burned out because of the construction company. Was like three months in my room, not talking at all. Like I was out of life, really, not participating in life. And when I was healed out of this, I said, okay, you need to change. And then I met my, or my, my today's business partner. He's a really good friend, a mentor, a good friend. Um, a dad and uh, everything. And he came to me and said, Hey, Robin, I know you're free. You need to do something right now because I sold my company after that. And I said, yeah, I don't know what. And he said, I started, started real estate, help me. And we started house flipping and we started flipping houses. And um, I learned a lot about that, but I realized really soon house flipping in the classical way is you need to be a lot of there, right? And I do everything for freedom. And um, what I couldn't achieve was like house flipping was like to be locationally free, right? So I was two months in Australia, came back and said to my partner, hey, house flipping is not the right thing. And she said, hey, wait, there's like 
somebody coming like from the U.S. talking about land here, land deals in the U.S. And I said, I, I don't have a clue, Joe, to be honest. I really didn't have a clue. At this point, it was April 2020, no, um, February 2020, two months prior to COVID. I had never been in the U.S. at this point of time. I was rather hardly speaking the language and I had no clue what was going on. But I was sitting there and this guy was talking about land flipping and about deeds and how you do direct mail and how you do contracts and this. That's so simple. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people, um, I have been in a lot of events like where people thought about how easy these business models are. So, you know, maybe 80% of that, what they sell is not, oh, not the truth. So I went, I think when 10% of that, what he's telling us there is right, then we should do that, right? So I came back and from that event, tell my partner, we need to do that. And then we founded our companies. And I think we started on the 5th of April, 2020 with land flipping. And 5th of April, 2020, what happened? COVID, COVID hit the world. The whole world shut down. We were not able to fly through the U.S. I had never been in the U.S. I had no clue what was um, what was going on, right? Yeah. And um, uh, we couldn't open bank accounts over there because we had we couldn't go there to sign it. It was really yeah a lot of hurdles. Let's say like this, what we needed to go through. But hey, three years later, I'm still here, right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jack Bosch too, friend of mine. I mad I have mad respect for Jack Bosch. Uh, I believe it was Jack, right? That was in Germany speaking yeah. about yeah, land yeah. investing. Really cool guy. Uh, I, I highly he recommend is. you guys go check him out. Just Google Jack Bosch and. All right. So you heard it. Uh, I, I rewind a little bit. You were doing construction. But you'd never been to the U.S. What were you doing specifically for this company? In, for, for, in my construction company? Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were in the window and door business. So we did like um, everything around windows and doors, right? And like, you know, like in Germany, construction is a little bit different in the U.S. That's what I was, was uh, realizing over the past couple of years, right? So we, we have brick walls everywhere. We have old buildings and really old buildings. And when I say really old buildings, they're hundreds of years old, right? what were you doing specifically like how, how were you bringing in business mm -hmm. so what what we did is we were i was always good at marketing and sales right so um i had an idea of like how could we get clients how do we get projects and um but in the end i mean um this is part of the story too um i was i was really running bankrupt um um in that year where i burned out and i just like didn't go in bankruptcy in that moment, right? Where I realized, oh, I will not go bankrupt. I just like broke down, right? So, but in this time, I was out, out there, like on the construction side. I did literally everything from cleaning the whole way up to um, doing, doing all the administrative stuff, selling, writing invoices, doing all the acquisitions, doing really everything, right? Um, this is this is what I did there. Yeah, this is. My background is marketing and sales. I would say okay. this, this was always my strength. So right? you were bringing in new business on the internet using online marketing strategies and kind of managing the operations of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, then you started wholesaling houses. Uh, what was your involvement in that business? What did you do every day? Oh, so it's not really house, um, house flipping, right? Uh, we did house flipping, not really wholesaling, right? We did the whole thing about like acquisition, then the value add through any kind of rehab, right? And then the, the, the disposition. And I was involved mainly in the acquisition again, right? And um, I'm, I'm doing the negotiations, troubleshooting in between, building the systems there. So this was like, like my thing. I think system building is another strength I have. So I'm systematizing that. Okay. That was that what I brought in there. All right. So you, got, you heard about land. And um, what interested you about land? Why, or why do you find land is maybe simpler and easier? than doing this with houses. Okay, so I told you, I do everything for freedom, right? And for me, there are five types of freedom and two of them are locational, be locationally free and free, be free of time, free of impact, um, free of money or, free, or, or financially free. And, um, you know, the thing is, I was knowing, especially like being free of time and free, free, um, uh, free of like my location were like two things I can't reach with house flipping. So I was always looking in other businesses too. I was running a coaching business too um, in that time, uh, which I really liked, like completely different. Um, I was in, in uh, multi-level marketing and all that. But you know, I, I like the creation part of business too. And this brought, I'm, I'm always the creator. I'm always asking how and why and how can we make it better and, and, and um, easier and faster. And, you know, and um, in all the structures, I was never really at home. So I said, okay, what can we do? And to be honest, I believe in destiny, right? So land came over my way in that moment where I needed that. 
Um, now I have to say, you, you made a shout out to Jack and Jack is German too. So without him, I couldn't have done that because I enrolled in that time with him in his coaching program and he helped me a lot, right? So it's a big shout out to him because he helped me understanding the culture, the language, the, um, he opened me his networks, right? I mean, networks are so important. He just like, when I needed help, he said, Hey, ask this guy, ask this guy, ask this guy, right? So, but in the end, it's, I think I was always curious about like, how can you do more? How can you do more? And what I love about the US and what absolutely thrilled me is, and it's a good and a, maybe a bad thing, like everything is light and shadow, right? Um, Joe, but what's absolutely thrilled me is, in the US, like doing business is so much easier because everybody wants to do business. The sentence I hear the most is, hey, let's go and make some money together, right? And when you go to Germany, when you say that sentence, you'll, you'll look a little bit suspicious, right? It's like, uh, we had a conversation yesterday in a restaurant with, um, we were sitting like next to, to Germans and they were like, I would say their mid fifties and they obviously sold their business really successfully like three or four years ago. And it was like, you know, they were like really ta talking it down all the time. They, they made more than a few millions. They had a nice boat, a nice house and all that, right? And they were talking that down, talking that down. In the U.S., because it's like in Germany, you don't speak about success. In the U.S., it's differently. And like how business is driven is, is differently, right? So Interesting. And this is what, yeah, this is what I, what I loved about that, right? Okay, cool. I love that too. I mean, the freedom, I, I don't know if this is true, but... Um, in the French language, there, there is not or was not a French word for entrepreneurship. And it seems to me, and I, a lot that I've been to Europe, you just don't have that level of interest in starting your own business, calling your own shots, being your own boss. And I don't know if, but there are a lot of people like you in Europe, in Asia, in South America, right, that still have these desires inside of them of creating something, being producers, not just consumers. So that's good for you, man. Kudos for you jumping on that and taking it and refusing to accept, you know, maybe any kind of cultural norms um, that were thrown your way, right? So, uh, all right. So land investing, how did you do your first few deals? What were you doing? You want to hear the honest truths, right? Okay. Yes. Come on. So what do, you, what do you think? How much time after that year? Oh, so, so after enrolling, how much time did I need to make my first deal? Come on. It was tw April 2020, right? What do you think? How much time did I need? Well. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you could probably do a deal in a couple, three months, in two to three I months. I needed a year. I needed a year. You need guys, you know, I, because I was like, I'm, I'm always like, um, you know, I'm a contrarian. I always ask like, why? And uh, well, maybe let's do it different. And uh, so I didn't start there where the market size started on the other side, right? So I was asking, is everybody doing deals in Florida? I said, okay, let me go. What's far, far first away from Florida? It was Washington State, so let's let's start in Washington State. I didn't manage to do a deal there, right? I had no clue, and I think the biggest problem for me was in the beginning to understand really the culture and like the, how to talk to to sellers. And I had like for me a language barrier too. I was hardly speaking English, right? So um, um, it was like really really hard for me today. Sometimes I had a conversation the other day with like a seller with my team together. I got an old guy from deep southern Alabama, somewhere from the countryside. And <laughs> after like five minutes, I, I, I said, my realtor, I said, hey, I don't understand anything. I'm sorry. Right? So <laughs> still that. No, I think it was a, a couple of things. And then there was COVID too, right? Um, um, a lot of things changed a little bit with yeah, COVID and that was going on too. But, you know, I, what I experienced at that time were the, were, was the greatness of coaching, right? It was like, having a coach or coaches on your side like brought brought me through that time and never let me quit because after like six seven months right you start questioning yourself and i enroll with a lot of money with a team and all that right so i was questioning myself is this the right thing we do there and but they just told me their stories and they're couple of there are a couple of them which needed some time to succeed right and um, then my first year come on i tell that story too I made zero dollars in profit, right? Because I made everything wrong um, um, you could do, right? I was in California. It was three adjacent lots. I put them on three different contracts, paid three times, paid six times closing, closing costs, three times AB, three times BC. And for my 12 grand profits, in the end, um, I owed $47. I called the guy from the title company and I said, hey, man, I just worked for you. So... Which to give me some credit, and then he gave me a hundred dollars credit, and um, I'm sure send me a check about fifty three dollars, mm. right? But wow. that's the story. So you, you you have that, right? And um, yeah, this is uh, how that worked out. But 
you know, that was 2021 in April. And then we made another 60 deals that year. Last year, we made around like 300, uh, turn around 300 properties. This year, 180, I think, so far. Um, Are you just wholesaling them, like flipping them fast? Yeah, meanwhile, so um, we, we, do, we do different strategies, meanwhile. We have like, um, I know how to bulk purchase. I learned that really early, right? Bulk purchase retailing. This is what, one strategy for cheap lots. We did that for a while. Like really lots under $10,000. We developed a process to just like turn them really fast through online marketing and all that. And um, we do the normal flipping, I would say between 10, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars where we just like flip them around, own them, or just take a contract and wholesale the contract. And we do developments too, right? We're now with a partner, we signed a 600 house development in North Carolina. We do some subdivides. We am currently like, I bought a big commercial deal in Baco, Texas right now with another partner. And yeah, I would say, and I would think we, we play in the whole like bandwidth of, of land flipping yeah. when you want it like this, but it was a process to get there. Right. And I have sure. a good team and, um, um, I love the challenges which are in that. So, um, yeah, we, we, we do really everything. How are you, uh, let's go back to your, your first year, you did maybe 70 deals in your first year. How are you finding those deals? We just did classic direct mail, right? Direct so it's, um, did you say blind offers, fancy. blind offers or neutral letters? Uh, we do blind offers. Uh, we did blind offers. Um, we started with neutral letters, to be honest. Um, we switched to blind offers. Then we did again neutral letters. Um, I love to, today, I love to do neutral letters to test areas, to talk a little bit with the market. How are the people there? What are they thinking? How well informed are they about their market, right? Just like to get an um, idea of how markets are working and you find the then you find your sweet spots, right? And then we just like scrape data and uh, or let them scrape. And um, this is an outsource process and we just get the data back and then we send direct mail to them. And yeah, that's, um, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Okay. So you do a mix. I do the same thing. You know, I- I'll send neutral letters. I'll send the uh, check letter that looks like there's a check coming in, you know, which works yeah. really well. Yeah. I even am now testing a postcard that has, gives them a range. I might be able to buy it between this and this. I remember I want to test this. I did this in houses and got tons of calls and a ton of complaints, but I got a lot of leads. Have you seen the third notice postcards? Just, you no, should, I don't you know, know what that is. You guys should Google that listening to this later on. Uh, third, Just Google third notice postcard and it looks like it's just obnoxious and it gets a ton of calls. I've thought about doing that for vacant land. But I've tested it all. I like it all. I've done big deals and small deals and no deals. So I think it's just really important to kind of test this stuff as we go along. All right. So doesn't really matter, does it? It's just what matters is you're getting the mail out the door. I think, I think this is like the, the most important thing, right? When I learned something about entrepreneurship, like consistency is one of the, of the key facts, right? Yeah. So and the, the key things you need to do, you need to be really consistent with that, what you're doing and in the end, you know, you know this go- the, the ghost bell, like this, how statistics are done. And I was in my first year on the total wrong side of the statistics, right? So I was like far away from average. I should have gotten a deal. But in the end, I got a ton of, uh, of deals later on, right? With, with the same effort. So my numbers turn out on the long term. And this is what I really love about land flipping. It's a really predictable business once you know your numbers and you see when things go, go south a little bit or things go better or worse. Um, you see that real quickly when you know your numbers a little bit, right? And it's really easy to track them, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is easy to track. And it's important to track your numbers. So you can see which counties are doing well, which marketing is do- doing well, and then and, and shift and adjust. Do you still, is direct mail still your favorite form of leads? Are you doing other things like texting or cold calling or Facebook ads? Yeah, to, to be honest, like our business model, shift, uh, model shifted a little bit. So I don't have a really, really big focus on acquisitions. But what we do is we, we, we do like direct mail still and we follow that up with, um, with text messages and we follow that up with, um, with voicemail drops and have that in a circle. So it's going, um, it's going down. But we do a lot of partner deals too where we partner up with other land flippers, right? Yeah. I, this is like a big uh, marketing, uh, marketing source um, um, too. So yeah, but direct mail is for, for our own personal acquisitions, I think the best thing still to do. And it's always a reminder, right? And what I love about direct mail, when you do like texting, when you do like the voice blast, right? You always have a loose of leads. You don't, you don't reach the whole audience. 
right? You don't know how good is the skip trace data you have and all that. And I love to speak to the whole market, right? So, and this is what you can do with, with direct mail. Of course, people throw away things, but when you send every half year, every year a letter that they know you by time, that they know you're still in business, I think it's a big plus. And we, we, I think you, you're in business now for so long, you will know that much better than I do. And this is what every successful land flipper told me on the way, is people come back after four or five years, right? And say, hey, you know what? I reached out to you because you sent me letters for five years now, and I get so many other letters, but you're the one which is still there. I want to talk to you. And this is why I think it's so important, right? You know, you just, I have hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands, literally. I have two different FreedomSoft accounts. I have thousands of old leads. And um, from five, six years ago, I should do a texting or a voicemail campaign to them. And uh, We recently did that because I have a good friend who does that too. And he, he, he built a complete business model, but that would be so far out of that, right? So he just like does this, um, this quiet title and uh, he, he claims the properties back people lost on tax sale and, and all that, right? Um, but hey, we, we do that every year. We send them, we, we reach out every year with a new offer. It's exactly the same offer we sent them a year ago. We send them a text message and a voicemail and there's always like, we got, we did that a month ago and we got like 20 properties, I think, out of this list, out of like 4,000 or 5,000. Imagine you would send like 5,000 mailers and get like 20 letters back, well, right? So 20 contracts back. I, uh, I'm going to look here in a second to see how many I have actually. Um, so you've been in the business for three years and I've listened to people talk about competition and how it's gotten more competitive now. Um, and maybe it has, but my philosophy has always been it's always been competitive. And still, when you compare it to houses, it's not nearly as competitive as houses are. But where have you seen in terms of competition? You know, do you worry about competition? Is it, is it worse in some markets than in other markets? And where do you, where do you think we are right now in the land, is, in land investing side of things? Of course, there's competition. And I think the competition gets more, right? There are a lot of like coaches out there, a lot of great coaches like you who just bring this business to a lot of people. And, and to be honest, like when you started or, or, or Jack, we imagined him started, it was like, there were not much, right? Maybe you were five people at one point in the, in the whole country, right? So, and right now through that, what you do and, um, it's good. And what I think is, um, in the, in the same time, competition is, is a good and a bad thing, right? It's like you have more awareness from our buyers and sellers, but of course they're more aware of the prices, but they're more aware of selling too. Well, you know, it's like when you get a letter of a letter, maybe the wife says to the husband, now, Gary, we should sell it. We hold our property for 25 years, right? So we should do something with that. We never will move to Florida or we might move to Alabama or North Carolina or whatever, right? I think there's competition, but when you compare it with houses, I read a number. I think there are like 800 or 900,000 house flippers in the US, right? So, I mean, when you look in the land flipping community, how many are there and how many really do business? This is the second thing. Yeah. Right? Because, right? So it's like a lot of people enroll and, think they send 500 letters and become millionaires, but that's, that's not the truth. You need to make a commitment with yourself that you work that model for, for, for a while, right? That you, that you go through that. And yeah, is, is it easy? Yes. Is it complex? Yes. So, but you need to make, when you do your homework, you're committed and take the advantages of working remote and want that. Then it's exactly the thing you want to do, right? I, I, I'm so excited right now because I have in just one of my FreedomSoft accounts, my old one, I have about 1,500 leads. These are people that emailed me or called me in about, I don't know, 10 different counties here. But I probably have another 1,500 in my new FreedomSoft account. Um, so it is, and I'm looking at my direct mail response rates. These were from three years ago. I was getting 10% response rate on some of my direct mail in some of these counties, which might have been more normal back then. But now maybe I get 2% response rates still. That's really, really good because if you were to compare that to houses, you'd be getting half of 1% response rate on your direct mail if you were lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so now there are some counties that are very, very competitive. Do you, do you stay away from those counties? Do you shy away from them? What do you, what do you feel about that? That's, I, that's like almost a religious topic, right? Sure. <laughs> People are worried about it. You well, know, like, I, I teach, yeah. listen, find the state that has the most activity, then find the counties that have the most activity in that state. And you want to follow the demand, right? But then people get nervous, like, oh, well, there's a lot of demand in this county, but does that mean there's too much competition? So, you know, what, is, what does someone like you who's done hundreds of deals say to that? 
Um, I love the, the high competition markets too, and I am in them by myself. Um, it's, it's a strategy you want to follow, right? So here, here are like the two scenarios. And this is what I talk with my clients and my partners about a lot, because they're always asking, what do you do? They say, hey, okay, go, to, go in a competitive, uh, competitive market. You will have tons of comps. You will ta- have tons of offers, but you have tons of competition too. And you, your deals will not be this 10 cent on a dollar deal, right? Normally, because people know what their properties are worth. But when you get one, you will turn it fast. Right. You get one, you will turn it fast. And when you work with wholesalers, you have limited capital available, then then it's a then it's a good thing to be there. You just like need to be be prepared that you maybe need to send two thousand letters in the beginning, three thousand letters to get one property under contract, but run the math. Right. When you do it, it's like three thousand letters, how much? I don't know, eighteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. So then you you have some calls, some time, some systems. It's like three thousand, four thousand dollars in cost to get your first property under contract, and when you sell it in a high competitive market for with ten, fifteen thousand dollars in profit, you make it first twelve grand, right? And this is and so important to understand up, because you may not buy it at ten, twenty-five, thirty cents on the dollar. You might buy it at forty, fifty, sixty cents on the dollar, but that's okay because you're going to sell that so much faster, and the prices are higher, and there's more buyers that are looking to buy properties. There's more realtors that are looking to help you that can help you there, right? I find in the more competitive markets, it's easier to find title companies with that are really cheap that will let you do assignments. It's easier to find realtors that will let you list it on the MLS, even though you don't own it yet. You know, nice. Okay, cool. I, I mean, this, I, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is second strategy you can drive, right? But then you need to deal with one thing: if you have l- slower markets, they are even slower in the market shift we had last year, right? Right now, like the really rural areas in the Carolinas or wherever. Then you just need to find how do you finance these properties, right? So how do you how do you buy them and list them with a realtor and just sit that out until they are sold? You make the same amount of profits. You have higher response rates. You have more the idea that you get results faster, right? But you you have a different business model then. This is everything, I think. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, I want to ask you some questions about uh, like your data, your list. Where do you get your data and your lists from? I have that outsourced. I work with an agency who does all of that, who does the whole direct mail stuff for me. You know, I told you I'm good in systems and I'm really capable of things I can do and I know what I can't do. And I'm not a big data guy. I don't like data a lot. I love the idea of researching counties, but scrubbing lists and all that. Hey, there are providers out there who do that for you. And that's completely outsourced. Um, um, I have an agency I work there together with um, and they do a great job. I'm with them for three years now. They do all the design of the stuff. They do literally everything around acquisitions because I, I never wanted to do that. Okay. So do you mind sharing who that is or would you rather not? It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Alicia Jared, I mean, we both know her, right? Through super supercharged offers. They do they do a great job. I love working with them because they do everything and especially the data. This is why why we could do blind offers so fast, right? They have a brilliant idea of processing data. Of course, you need to work with that. You may need to help them to make their data better. But hey, it's like a couple of calls a month and they just like uh, um, um, in a year and they just take care of everything. And they rem- remind me every month of sending out mail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I interviewed Alicia Jarrett on my podcast. She has a website. Is it called Supercharged Offers? Yeah, superchargedoffers.com. Yeah, superchargedoffers.com. And so they're a complete done for you agency. And uh, so you just, you work with them. Obviously you're paying a premium for that. So it may not be for everybody who's just getting started. She's got a great podcast that you guys should should check out. I've had her on my show before. She's really good, but they can just take care of it all for you, right? And getting the list, sending the mail, whether you want to do neutral letters or blind offers and and whatnot, right? Yeah. That's cool. What do you use for your CRM then for managing the leads as they come in? So we, we work with Pipedrive, right? So um, we are really strong in automations and AI and all that. So um, we're still working on Pipedrive, um, um, which we customize a lot uh, from, from us. We had like, or have like around 150,000 APR actions a month and um, around, I don't know, this make.com scenarios. We have the biggest package with them you can buy. It's like a lot with that. So everything is integrated. That saves us a lot of time and, and yeah. money in the end, right? So why, why did you choose Pipedrive? Now, I'm assuming, you know, Pipedrive has a lot of, I'm going to try not to talk techie here, but they have a lot of ways to integrate third-party services, right? Are you doing that through Zapier or are you doing that through direct integrations into Pipedrive? Yeah, it's, it's uh, their direct integrations on the one hand, right? And their 
there are Zapier and make.com integrations um, on the other end. It was in the end, I come from sales. For me, it was, um, it was like a sales driven decision. And what do our salespeople look on every day? Yeah. Because like techies, they work with whatever. You can give them spreadsheets, right? But a sales guy, it needs to be easy to navigate. You need to have everything on one, on one click. And this is why we integrated that. And, you know, I, I always started with the vision to build something big out of that. So I needed something scalable where we could have something which already had scaled in a certain, in a certain space. So this okay. is, um, where we could integrate task management, um, and, and all that. So meanwhile, we have a project management software. We, we integrated Monday.com. Uh, which is a little bit more flexible, right? So there are a lot of systems speaking, you know. So why, like why not? Because I'm looking at monday.com right now. I use FreedomSoft for my main CRM. That's what I use. It's, it's built for yeah. re real estate investors, but it's mainly for houses and for land. You could, and you can use it for land, but it's mainly designed for houses. So I've customized it. I call it the Joe McCall Signature Edition of FreedomSoft, and it works amazing. But there's a lot of people coming into this business, and they just, they just want to do their first deal. And I tell them, use pen and paper, use spreadsheets, you know. Don't, don't think that you have to use this huge, monstrous, awesome, amazing CRM to get your first deal done. So why did you choose to use Pipedrive? Why not just use Monday as your CRM and your project management? Interesting question. So um, um, we, we were using a software at the beginning from Jack Bosch, right? It was like an all-inclusive package. I think it's really similar. And I, hey, when you decide to work with somebody, go do that and stay there because it's like, done for you in one thing you just follow a process and i always say learn the process first before you think about crms and automations and so on and for us it was at that point where we needed to get out of that was we had so many leads we needed to handle and that software we were using at that point was not really built to handle a lot of leads and the second thing is we already had i always had a team and it was about task delegation and that worked really fine with pipedrive meanwhile we integrated monday because the Processor, the processing is so complex because we do a lot of um, transactions for other land flippers, right? So we get a lot of background processing, and that was Pipedrive, not the wrong tool, but it integrated so well. And um, so my team on the project side, on marketing especially, they work with Monday, um, okay. um, and everybody else works on Pipedrive. I'm looking at building a simple CRM for, I'm going to call it first deal CRM. Hopefully nobody steals it. I love that. I mean. On Monday.com, I thought about just building it on Monday. But okay, so my question for you then would be um, phones. But what do you, you got an acquisition team and you're using Pipe Drive? What are you doing for phones? How are you getting that integrated in there and all that? Justcall.io. If you haven't Just checked that out, we made like a big thing. It's like an AI, um, AI supported um, software, really nice reporting. You can do bulk messing. You can do like, you know, when, when you have a sales rep calling, he doesn't need to speak the voicemail anymore right it's ringing 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 and then you have a oh you have read some mailbox of joe mccall right so and then with the beep he just hits the button and already hits uh as we're already calling the next one reporting systems integrations this is what we are using and the price um was was really good for that too so it's, it has by, direct yeah. integration to pipe drive too yeah yeah so it's really thinking? important and i think that's the most yeah. important thing that you have a direct integration of your phone tool into your CRM, direct integration of your mails tool into your CRM, that you have all the information in one place, especially when you start getting VAs on board or have VAs communicating with yeah. somebody, you want to know what they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's good because um, that's what I love about FreedomSoft. You get your number from FreedomSoft and you can have as many as you want and you can make and receive the calls inside of FreedomSoft and it keeps the conversations inside of the communication tab of that actual contact right absolutely so that's that's really cool okay good um i'm just looking at uh, i'm always geeking out on these new tools that's it's <laughs> for, for just call.io you're saying from pipe drive the lead comes in or whatever you can call them back from the laptop from the computer and and it's all it's in a full integration all the all the communication is available there's a recording from the last call right where right now working uh, that we get a transcript from that call to, or that we have transcript from the call. So it's like, it's pretty cool, I think, right? Um, oh, um, just call.io has a direct integration with monday.com. All right, anyway. I, I get you some ideas, Joe, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how much it costs. I, I, I'm trying to build something that is super simple that people can just get started with. Okay, all right. So um, other questions I had for you, 
the um, superchargedoffers.com is Alicia Jarrett's, right? We talked about that. Talked about the CRM you're using is pipe drive. You guys can get that for 10, 15 bucks a month. Uh, you got to kind of build your own integrations. Let's talk about how do you pick markets. All right, let's rewind even a little bit more. You've done deals in a lot of different states, I'm assuming. In fact, let's rewind even more. If you were to start all over again, Robin, from scratch, and uh, you, knowing what you know now, you, you lost everything, and uh, you had a few thousand bucks to your name, and uh, your wife broke up with you, and you moved to the Czech Republic, because Prague is amazing. You love Prague. And you moved to Prague, and you had to do d- deals, um, and you only had a few thousand bucks. How, what would you do? What kind of, how would you pick your market, and um, what would you do next? I, so, uh, how to pick markets? To be honest, um, let, let's keep it simple. I would use your land simple kit, right? That you posted because it's really brilliant what you tell there how to pick a market, right? Simplelandkit.com, simple yeah, that one. Right? Yeah. Right. No, no, yeah. And that was like, really, it's a, it's a nice video. And, you know, I'm in several coaching programs by myself, and everybody says letter, but you just like summarize that really well. Then I would start pulling the leads, would skip trace them, and I would start with text messaging if I would mm. be on a budget, right? Just like, hey, blast them out and start communicating. Talk to the sellers, right? I'm, a, I'm, I'm like good on the phone. I can talk to people, right? And you don't need my, so much money for, for that. And then when I find out through text messaging, which are the markets where I get most replies and all that, then I would start doing direct mail. But the first ones I would do is text messaging in the moment. And they're like good softwares where you can do that. Um, I don't know, like launch control or whatever. There's so many out there. And uh, then just doing the first deals, right? And, and being consistent in what I'm doing, right? And with, uh, I think with texting, you get the, the, in the fastest way, you get like the, the fastest penetration out there in the market awesome. and the fastest okay. results in the moment. So you would use launch control would be one of the tools you'd look at, right? Um, can you yeah. buy your numbers with launch control or do they make you go through Twilio? I would buy them with data tree or whatever, right? So this is what we do, I think. Sorry, my team does that. I, this okay, is the I get it. Oh, I'm not so deep in the details, right? But it's like, I think we use data tree and do that with direct skip because their hit rate is so high on numbers, right? So this is what it is. Okay, like, so let's, if, you, let's if you guys just Google launch control texting, you can find launch control's website. It's not cheap, um, but you can start sending texts through there at a big scale. And you, you get your list from data tree you skip trace them. There's a million sk- skip tracing services. And in fact, guys, if, if you watch any of my previous YouTube videos, you'll see what we do for that. So you would start texting. That's interesting. Um, but what, what, which county would you go into? What are some, how would you go and select a state and a county? First of all, I, I, would, I would just do Florida, Texas, uh, and Arizona, right? Um, um, okay. Maybe, maybe um, Southern California. It's like really hard right now. And, and so whatever you read in the in the news where the market is really going up, this is where I would would go to, right? And um, just like because you turn it fast, you don't. The, the the thing is, disposition is expensive too. Everybody's talking about acquisition all the time, but disposition mm-hmm. is like most of the times a much longer and and um, 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 much harder process, right? So um, yeah. Right? So what's more so, important? This is what what you're saying is. Think about the end in mind, right? Think about like, what market can I sell these deals the fastest in? Which ones have the most buyers? Which ones have, because when when you're picking a good market, it's so much easier to get comps. So where where can I sell my deals quickly? In Florida? All you have to do is go to Google and search for top U-Haul markets. You know, like U-Haul is a moving company, right? And find out which market are they, most of the trucks being sent to where are they leaving from and where are they going to? And you're going to find Florida, Texas, and Arizona are among the top three states in them, right? So let, let's talk about disposition. That. That, that was a cool tip, right? The U-Haul markets. I, I wrote that down. That's, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Just that. Google it. And U-Haul every year produces, publishes a, a, a report on that. Let's talk about dispositions then, all right? You've got a service. We'll give you guys, a, why don't you just give us a link? Do you have a website that pe- people can go to on dispositions for you, how you guys do yeah, that yeah, for yeah. people? Yeah, www.wesellyourland.io. It's like pretty simple. Um, we yeah, Say I that again. We sell your land.io. Your land.io. We sell your land.io. Yeah. Okay, cool. So dispositions, you guys have a, a kind of a, it's amazing, a full, complete, done-for-you disposition service. We'll talk about that in a minute, and I want you to list everything that you guys do, because I think this is amazing. And before I you know, give it my full endorsement, I, we talked recently, and I said, hey, give me some counties that, you're, that you like, and you did, 
And we just started sending out direct mail to those markets. So we're, we're going to be using you guys for those. But it's really cool what you're doing there. And, I, and I'm really intrigued by it. Let's talk, though, to the beginner, though, who maybe wants to do it on their own first. All right. Now, how do you, what do you, do you recommend using realtors, using closing on the deal, you know, before you sell it? What, what's, what's your kind of big level view uh, on dispositions? Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's go back to the situation. I like that. When I would start off the stretch. So I would text, yeah. I would get that on the contract. And then I would, I think the highest chance of getting that together is uh, wholesale the, the, the thing, right? So um, I get go with the contract and I find a realtor selling that in a hot market for me. This is what I would do. Okay. Is that hard? Yeah, because you need to not, con- you need convincing the realtor is maybe easy, right? Selling a $35,000 lot, right? So maybe he, he will do that. But going through his broker, this is like the art, right? So to convince his broker, going with the wholesale contract and selling that for you. But I think in a hot market, it's like the best way of doing that. Oh my gosh. You just got to make a few more phone calls, right? Because we just did this. um, We have a deal in Florida. We got it under contract for $215,000. It's a four acre lot on the water. And we thought we could sell it for 320. And we got some bites and interest. But we started calling realtors who have sold land in that area in the last few months. And we had to call eight of them before we finally got one that said, yeah. But what we did is we said, hey, we got this deal that's similar to the one you sold to so-and-so recently, and it's priced right. We were selling it for 265. So we got it under contract for 215,000. We said we were selling it for 265. It's worth about 300. So we're selling it at a discount. But this realtor is like, and we pay generous commissions. We offered to pay 6% commissions on a $260,000 property, right? That to one realtor, that's not half, right? We, we paid generous commissions to that one realtor for just bringing us a buyer. But like, he's thinking, oh, all I got, yeah, I know a guy, all I gotta do is make some phone calls. And that day we got a full priced offer, 260 grand with a $25,000 earnest money deposit and a two week inspection contingency. But yeah, and, and the, the realtor, did the realtor care that we didn't own it yet? No, we told them we don't own it yet. And we're investors from out of state. And uh, I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable buying that and closing on the deal and then selling it because it's, I didn't know if we could really sell it or not. And we're normally doing land that's like ten dollars to $30,000 price range, not $200,000 price range. But yeah, I, when we did, when you made those phone calls, it just blew me away how easy that is to just call realtors and ask them, do you have buyers? And I pay generous commissions. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so you would call realtors and get them to bring you buyers. It makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, I think this is when you break it down and I would need to, to start off the scratch. When you do that, right? What do you do? In the mornings, you send out the text messages and, and the, the, then you take care to find some realtors and then you repeat that, you repeat that, then from the money you make, maybe when you're in divorce, or you pay your wife first, right? But then that's, you, you, you start making more money, hire a team, scaling that, and then you can do by time, you have your counties you find out, then you send direct mail there. So this is how you can grind the way uh, up again. I think this is like land slipping broken down. And yeah. one thing is this the easiest way from my perspective to do it. All right. Very good. We got to wrap this up. This has been an exciting conversation. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, you have a full service. We sell your land.io. Talk about what you guys do. Yeah. It, to be honest, it's, it's exactly that, right? So a lot of people I mean, um, I'm I'm out of out of the country, right? So I have. It started last year that a lot of foreign land flippers came to me and said, "Hey, Robin, I, are you doing well? And how will you do that?" And I said, "Hey, let's partner up, right?" So and what we did is we started selling for them. They had a contract, right? And we just like took it over there. We did the started doing the due diligence, preparing the marketing, putting it in marketing channels, uh, channels, setting up the sales for them, doing the transactional coordination, help with funding the deals, right? So sometimes you need like you can't double close or you need transactional funding or you need a note which is sold on the closing table or whatever. So we did all of that. And there were so many deals last year, around like 70, I think. That we said, like, hey, there's a demand in the market, right? And and I think maybe there are a lot of people who who start this as a side hustle. And when you have a family, right, maybe living in a, in a, in a foreign country, you have a family and like a day job, right? A normal job. That is, it's a lot to do, right? And a lot to deal with. So, and uh, what we recently did, we, we just came out of the beta phase. We just brought all of that on a platform, right? So imagine you give us an APN number so or a contract and um, we, uh, or you own a property, you bought it. And we just like, 
the next time we call you is when we ask for the wire inspections for the title company um, to wire you that money. Everything else is solved, right? So it's like we do the full due diligence on the property. This is where we start with. Then, then we go and prepare, send a drone pilot out to the property who walks the property, right? To make a better due diligence, check is there water on the property? Does he find any turtles or snakes or whatever, right? We had that last year. We couldn't sell a property because uh, there, was, the there was three jay? adults living there. Uh, are there any yeah, scrub yeah, jays? Yeah. I don't even know what a scrub jay is, but that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that, right? So, and um, yeah, then we create all the listing materials, one for like listing websites where you can do advertisements, one where you can't do that. And yeah, then, then we start listing it always on the MLS with the local realtor. We know how to find them. We know how to convince brokers. And in most of the states, we have brokers in most of the counties which we have opened and if not we know how to find them then we we list it on all these fancy websites right land.com landlib.com and whatever make a lot of online marketing on the socials like youtube and facebook and google and send out neighborhood marketing send emails to our buyers list build buyers list right so all the job you would need to do we do that we even take all the phone calls right so um we have a sales team in-house we have a realtor locally working with you we close the deal we asked you before, of course, hey, are you, do you agree on the price, right? So, but we close on that deal with investor-friendly title companies and where we help you even closing the AB transactions. We're now, now, now um, I think it's a German land flipper. It's our first land deal ever, right? And we have title issues with like texty, uh, it was a text sale and then it's a quiet title needed and all. And we help us through that, making that deal happen, right? And yeah, in the end, you get paid and you don't need to worry so much about that, right? This is, this is what we do. So it's like really a full service. And instead of going in a JV agreement, we just like um, get a commission in the end on the sale, right? And um, um, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty what we do. Yeah. So the, the pricing structure, um, we don't need to get into all the details, but approximately, uh, you guys got to get paid, obviously, to do this. And uh, so there's, there's, is there an upfront fee? Do you take a certain percentage of the profits? How does that yeah. work out? Yeah, we have like we have like a little upfront fee, right? Um, um, which which is a couple of hundred of dollars. It always depends on the case, right? We have a little mini subscription model, which is a month to month, no long term contracts, right? So uh, even there, it depends on man, how many properties. What do you want? And we this is this is like everything, but it's really peanuts because I want a commitment too, right? I don't want to that you feed us contracts and never call the seller again or don't do anything, right? We experienced a lot of that like last year when we just worked on JV agreements. You come to closing and the seller says, "Oh, I never had a contract with you guys, right?" So work with your sellers. By the way, this is like a, another tip of uh, joy. Yeah. Thank you. You just like Those. always uh, teach that a lot too, right? Well, well um, yeah, a lot of investors who are new and getting started. They forget about how important it is to communicate regularly with the seller to update them on what's going on. I don't know why yeah, people forget to do that or don't do it, but so you you uh, so basically, bottom line, somebody gets a contract. Any all fifty states, or are there certain states you you are not? Oh, we we do nine nine states in the moment. We do right now. Um, what do we have? August twenty twenty three, right? Um, um, we do like Florida, Texas, Arizona, Georgia, California, Tennessee, North Carolina. Pennsylvania, and I forgot one, but it's on our website. So um, I, 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 I can do that, right? It's like nine states we're currently serving, but the goal is that we are in all the 50 states. It all depends on who is coming, who does what, um, because we need a little bit of volume to open a state. Because dispositions is like a long-term game too. You need buyers lists, you need budget, you need, some, you need to have a perspective in that state. It's not that you're just like, when you have a good realtor, it's good, but it's more about like, what if the realtor is not enough, right? What if, if um, and realtors, you know, they sometimes send you offers 70% of the market value. So the, the statistics is, I think um, our realtors sell quite a lot. I think um, we sell 50% with the realtor of our properties, but they're all on a discount. The properties we sell on ourselves with our sales team, they're all full price. Wow. Okay. Right. So that's the interesting thing because we yeah. negotiate on the phone and we have closers on the phone, which is another business model. So it's like a long-term game, I think. And um, a lot of people um, underestimate like um, how much work that is in the end too, sure. right? When you don't have a good realtor finding one. And then you have third part, right? It's acquisition disposition. Everybody forgets about transaction, right? Everybody forgets about that because transaction, you have sometimes so many hurdles there, right? Like any liens and this and this and this, where people walk away from deals, which can be really easy to. So I lost your deal in, in Brevard County in Florida, like one of the hottest areas maybe in the country, right? 
and there were $120,000 on liens on a $50,000 property. And I just called the court and we negotiated them down on $4,000, right? Yeah. Every, every, everybody else, right? They would have walked, you know, walked away. It's just the experience, right? Oh man, um, did you ask the court, did you ask them, how do I find all the other properties that have all these liens on them? I didn't ask that, but that would be a smart question to ask. Oh. That was just like really proud of yeah. myself to negotiate a town, right? Do you have the list of all those other ones that we could get? That would That's be cool. Awesome. So like, you know, uh, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to throw numbers out there, but on average, you're probably, I'm expecting you'll probably pay about 30 to 50% of your profits to uh, Robin's company out of the deal. But listen, if, if it's a good deal, they're going to do almost all of the work on the dispositions on the selling side of that. So half yeah. of a watermelon is always better than a full 100% of a blueberry. Have you ever, guys have you ever heard that? Right. I, and this is something I say all the time too. I don't know the last time or if I have ever done a deal 100% on my own. I've always partnered with people. Either I find the lead Somebody else closes it, somebody else sells it. I get it under contract, somebody else sells it. Somebody gets it under contract, they bring it to me, and then I sell it, you know, or I sell it, I give it to my dispositions guys. So like, this is important to understand. Do not think that you have to do it all yourself. It's better to partner with somebody to sell your deals for you if that's not what you're good at, right? Because again, you may not make as much money, but you're putting in way less work and they're going to help you avoid all of the costly mistakes and Robin and his team will probably not let you buy a property that's a bad property. When they go to send somebody to take photos and do drone footage, because that Robin knows that's really important, and that drone photographer can't get to the property because it's underwater or because there's a gate or there's a neighbor with a gun threatening to blow his head off, you don't want to buy that property, right? And sometimes you just don't know that until you send a realtor or a photographer there to look at it. So... You may make half of a watermelon, but it's going to be more than a hundred percent of a of a blueberry. So yeah, and I, I think I think the beauty of that is right. We talked about how do you pick markets, how do you learn to know markets, and, and I think this is like something you master too. It's like you know your markets so well. When you get in like your top five markets, you get a property, you exactly know is that subdivision in there, that and that issues. So I need to watch out for that or whatever, right? So. And you, when you master that and get like so much, so much, so good in acquisitions, you don't need to master like the, the whole second and third part of the game, the disposition and, um, yeah. um, and transaction, because it's like, you know, it's a lot too. And, um, a lot of our investors like that. And we didn't talk too much about like, what are the hurdles of a foreign land investor? Right. So like oh. talking about stuff like, like, like notarizations, bank accounts, like, all these weird things, you know, we have all that solved for, for our customers already, right? I forgot so to even bring like, that up. To, uh, yeah, because that's a whole other topic. But again, if you're from Mexico, if you're from, I got a lot of people that have watched us from um, Malaysia, from Asia, from Guatemala, from um, uh, uh, the other day I had somebody from Portugal on one of my calls, right? Like it's the getting it under contract is the, actually the easy part, right? You just sign up for an account with a company that can send letters for you. Anybody can do that. But when it comes to the closing side of it, that's why you need a company like this that can take care of those issues. So you don't have to get a bank account. You don't have to create an LLC necessarily. And, and you don't have to worry about the, the issues that a company like this is already taken care of. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we got to wrap this up again. I, I, this has been good. You're, oh no, I lost you. Where'd you go? Are you still <laughs> there? Switch me off. I did. Hey, when did that happen? <laughs> there you are. Okay. I don't know what yeah, I just did. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. apologies. <laughs> we sell land.io. No, no. It's um we sell your land.io. We sell your land.io. Um, it explains how the process works. Right now, there's just a button for submit now. They submit information about their property to you, and then what happens next? Oh, so um, right now you will hop on a call with me, actually, right? So I want to I want to talk to everybody who is our customers. We we, we have like we have like a long waiting list. We hand select um, everybody right now because we really want to be sure that we sell your property. So we hop on a call. We see if we can help you. If you're in the right market, have the right properties, um, where we are 100 confident that we will sell that quickly and and good for you right now, right? So. Um, and then you sign up, we have a portal, you just log in the portal and then um, we, we start working, right? So it's like, like just upload it there after that call and yeah, then we sell the property. The next time you hear from us is when our transactional coordinator reaches out and says, hey, 
we're in closing, you want to close AV2 or do you own it or uh, what, what's the status of that? So yeah, it's logging in there, hopping on a call and then then it's ready to roll, right? Good. All right. And so you, you do work with beginning investors too that are just getting started in this, right? I love to work with them. I love to work with the beginners. I love to, and I have all of them, right? I have from, like I said, the, the lady from Germany with her first deal up to, I have really experienced coaches on board, um, which, which work with us um, because they just say, hey, I can, I can forget about that, right? It's just like you solve that and everybody in between, no matter where you come from, how you look like, what you believe in, just <laughs> we, we, if we can help you, we do it. And I'm really, you know, Joe, I'm, I'm really fair when I say I can't help with something and say, hey, I don't do it. It's, it doesn't make sense, right? Good. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Robin, for being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, doing more business with you in the future with my students as well. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast when we, uh, when we launch it really soon. So um, we'll be happy to have you there. You know, maybe, maybe we should do a, a workshop in Spain. Uh, I, I done, I've done two, I did two or three workshops in Spain, teaching people how, pitch, teaching people from England how to do lease options in That's England cool. and in the United States. And uh, I'm looking for an excuse to go back to Spain again. So you don't need an excuse anymore. You're always welcome here. So when you're here, bring your family. I'm happy to host you and to guide you around, right? So and, That'd be cool. Uh, we can always that. launch a workshop from here, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. Hey, cool. thanks again. Again, guys, go to simplelandkit.com to get my, my free land kit. And uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, Robin. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody.